Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, what's this? I need a book of flight. Oh, man, what did Trump say? Oh, man, they're trouble. Republicans seem like they might be in trouble. I didn't know Britney Spears put out an album. Why do, why do I have to avoid eating bananas for the perfect diet? What are you Squirrel talking moment. about? Meanwhile, 45 minutes later, right, you look up, and that was a distraction, right? Was so, this just all in your head, or do you get distractions? Just, I mean, this is like have you never done that through have Instagram? You never, have you never done the open your internet? Well, well, let me let me let me let me equate it to um, when back in the day when I used to go to Home Depot, I've outsourced that because I'm right, no I was going to say, no hold on, <laughs> I have to get over the fact that you actually went to Home Depot. Well. I outsourced it because none you of the stuff that I, I, I didn't outsource going to Home Depot. I outsourced any of the things that you could buy to do activities with at Home Depot because I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm terrible at all of them. Who outsources Home Depot? This is awesome. <laughs> no, no, no. What I outsourced <laughs> is any activity that you could do with materials from Home Depot because I'm the world's worst. Right. This is awesome. I am. I'm terrible. Okay. All and, right. And it's in my. I have a little no, brother. Your limitations. A little brother that's in construction. He's like. He literally came over and he's like. He held up a pink toolbox and he was like, "This is your toolbox." I was like, "Well, technically, it's Janet's." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. You outsourced Home Depot to Jana? No, no. <laughs> I just don't go there anymore. But the the point of the squirrel moment squirrel. is this. The squirrel moment is this that. Um, when a man walks into Home Depot, immediately when the doors open, his list disappears and he starts wandering and he comes home with a lot of different stuff, none of which, or maybe 90% was not on the list, right? Because you just get lost. The internet does the same thing. The problem is the internet's at work. Yes. Or or when the internet's everywhere. I just sounded like uh Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Anyway, my point is that we have the internet at work and so it causes distractions, which is the purpose of this podcast, which is the one thing. Right? It is the one thing. Because we want to keep the one thing. And why is the one thing so relevant, Lisa? Why is it so relevant? Because it keeps everybody focused. And if you can get everybody focused on the main thing, the one big domino, the big domino, that, the big domino that needs to fall. And if it falls, then everything else can happen. So the way we talk about it is, what is your main thing? What's the biggest domino that if you knock down? Okay. So you have to rally your team around that. And then the next step that we talk about is, What's the one thing? And the context of the one thing is when you start to break down the main thing for your team, what's the one thing? And we put that in the context of 90-day sprints, 
right? Yeah. So, so what's the first one thing that has thing? to happen yes. to make the main thing fall? Yes, because you know distractions are a problem at work. Yes. Oh, my gosh. In fact, there's an Inc. magazine study that said 75%, 75%, three quarters of your employees feel distracted. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that feel distracted. And 34% of them dislike their job due to the fact that it's so distracting. Okay. So let me, let me, I'm a business owner and the world is full of distractions. All of my employees have a handheld device, and they have uh, their work. Their work is on the internet for the in most part, right? Um, and somehow I have to figure out because all of these things that exist without my control, I can't eliminate. It's not like you can eliminate them nowadays. It's just it's just part of our culture. Wait, you don't think we could have everybody put their cell phones in a basket check when the they door? check them in at yeah. the door? Well, I, let me say it this way. If it doesn't work at high, in high school, it's probably not going to work okay. with well, adults. But anyway. We could try. The point is this. As a business leader, how do I do that? How do I how do, I do that? Well, we're going to recommend today some tips and, and actually using a system to break it down. Because when you have your employees engaged... Then they get drawn in and they get less distracted because they feel like they have a purpose there. They feel like they're tied to something, right? Yes. And I think that that's important. So to clarify the main thing and put it in context for your employees is critical. If they understand what the main thing is that the whole company is trying to achieve and what their part is in making that domino fall, all of a sudden they're more engaged because they want, every employee wants to achieve and do the best that they can do. I mean, I just have to believe that for the most part, every once in a while there's a bad apple, but you know, for the most part, everybody wants to achieve, but you get so caught up in your day-to-day activities and completing tasks that sometimes they lose sight or focus of what are we doing here? The bigger picture. The you know what? This picture. reminds me of a story. I'm going to go back to high school here. And Mr. Kluot. Mr. Kluot was, that sounds like Welcome Back, Connor, a really, little bit, didn't it? Yes, <laughs> it really. Like, I thought that. I was like, wow, that's, no, good. that's like a, That's my Mr. Kluot. He's a, it's a Cajun uh, attempt at, um, at, at Mr. Kluot. But that's what we used to call him. Anyway, he's my calculus teacher, right? And for a calculus problem, like it's a it's a pretty big thing. It when you look at it, Mr. Claw, you say, Carrie, how do you eat a wappa? And I said, I, I don't know, Mr. Claw. Just like everyone else, he's like, No, one bite at a time. <laughs> right? And so his point is that yes, this is a big problem. But there's one thing that you have to do first in order to solve this problem. Okay. So you can teach me all the the basics about a big problem and how we're going to solve it. But when you get down to the actual solving of an individual problem, you need to break it down to one thing. What's the one thing that Where we need to focus start? on? What's the Where one thing? Yeah. Mr. Cluart, I still don't know that I'm very good at calculus, but I do appreciate that I got to use you in a story. Yay. Yay. 
So keep the main thing the main thing so that everybody understands what you're trying to accomplish. And then start with the one thing that has to happen to knock down the domino, the big domino. Yeah, so when... Go ahead. No, go... uh, I think that doing that, so you clarify that, but then I think you also have to simplify, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say it maybe a little differently when you say simplify. Make it um, the one thing in order to draw them in away from distractions is make it relevant. Make it important to them. But you have to do that by simplifying it. You you cannot, because what happens, and you've done this, I've done this. George, have you done this? Probably he doesn't even know what I'm talking about yet. But um, when you when we start to talk about um, things and we start to use that terminology, that's the curse of knowledge that we talk about a lot. Have you ever seen somebody's eyes start to go a little the half mass, and they're not tired, you know? And, and what it is is it's it's their brain trying to like process. It's it's like a shutting down of their brain. So why would we do that to our employees? When distractions are so easy, if we give them something that's not simple and they can't grasp and they can't make it relevant to them, well, then if you just give me a bunch of jumbled mess, the distraction's easier to default to. And I'll just probably do it. In fact, three-fourths of the people actually do. Yes, given just pay with yeah. us, uh, 75%. Yeah, that's what yeah. they do. And the other thing I would say is that um, when you make it relevant and simple, make it specific. Right. Make it very, very specific to that person that you're going to that's going to own. It's going to drive different portions of the one thing. Yes. And when you make it specific to them and put it in context for them and they are now engaged, um, then you have more a more productive workforce because they're involved because they're involved and they feel involved and they feel included yeah and they feel like what they are doing the work they are doing provides value to the organization and then that just improves efficiency and productivity and creates a culture of growth how many times in the past not here of course not at cypress resources but how many times in the past and past experiences have you been heads down, you've, you've communicated something, you've talked about it, you thought it was clear, you go heads down working, and because you were heads down working, the team heard, well, it must not be important anymore. At least my role is not as important because Lisa hasn't come and engaged with me. And so therefore, they go off and work on it. And you look up and say, why are we not focused on this? I thought everybody was focused on this. It's a real struggle. I think that it's a real struggle because every employees get caught up in their everyday world. And if you don't keep it top of mind, which is why we always say there should be one main thing. Yes. One main thing. One main thing. And keep it top of mind and then do the one thing underneath the main thing to make that happen. And then divide that one thing into subtasks, into mm-hmm. projects, mm-hmm. and assign those projects so that people understand what their role is in knocking down that big domino. Well, that's exactly the way we do it in Addicts, which is a system that we use 
And that obviously, I think if business leaders are looking for a system, we actually have a free download that you can go cypressresources.com forward slash addicts and you can access, I think it's called self-guided, mm-hmm. right? Yes, you can go, you that can is go correct. and grab this and, and use it as a, as a way to break down the work for your system, for your uh, employees. But what you, what you just talked about in the end is I think setting expectations is really important. So uh, you can um, simplify it, make it personal, make it relevant, make it specific. You can do all of those things, but when you go heads down and buried into your work, unless you set expectations for checkpoints, then then you you're, you may not get um, the avoidance of distractions that you hope for because. I can tell you the distractions are going to be more frequent than your check-in points. Oh. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I mean, all day long everywhere. And so the check-in points, uh, but I also think it's important that when we talk about check-in points or reporting, that we're talking more than just, hey, I'm on track. Oh, yeah. You know, these are actual questions of how's it going? What are you doing? Can I do anything to help you? Have you got the resources that you need? You know, it's really helping them to think critically because that's what you're trying. You're trying to empower them to take ownership. And in doing that, they're going to have to think on their own. And critical thinking is a skill that can be learned if sort of um the questions are asked so how to ask the right how to questions. ask the right questions yes. uh, you know lisa we started to do downloads to accompany the the podcast we're going to do a, a download of all of this so if you're driving please don't take notes well, you can get a download but we have some things that you can do to help your employees think critically because you've experienced it i've experienced it george one more time have you yes he's saying yes all right so what we're talking about is how many times have you been working with someone, you think they're working down a path, you go in a check-in point, and they say, well, I stopped because I got here, and I didn't know what you want me to do. That's and, so frustrating. And, and, and you're thinking, how would I have known that you had stopped if I hadn't come and asked, right? So... That, that exercise of teaching them how to think through a problem critically and not just stop. Because in their mind, they stopped, but they picked something else up. In your mind, that's a distraction from the main thing and the one thing. Because I need them working on this, not that. And although that other work was probably in some way uh, productive to something, it's not productive to what's most important to you as a business leader. Yes, and so... Asking those types of questions to help them think critically along the way or before you even start the project. How are you going to do this? What happens if you get to here? What can we do to help you? Do you have the resources that you need to make that happen? And then you can pace the progress along the way to make sure that the project is continuing to move along in a timeline that is acceptable to you. I really like that term, Which, pace, pace, pace progress. the progress, because um, other terms that get get used, uh, just maybe they maybe I'm just reading into it too much, but how many other times just like, well, we have a work plan, well, we have this, and it sounds so rigid, and we're like, when really what you want to do 
as as the business leader, as the guide, because that's what you are. You're the guide. And your employees, you want to pace their progress. You want to say, hey, how are we doing? You want to go back and based on that pacing, help them think critically. Reverse engineer all the steps that we've been talking about and you get back to the main thing. It all goes back to the main thing. And if you can tie everything back to the main thing, then everybody, again, stays engaged. And I think the constant reinforcement of what success looks like is just so important. Constantly paint that. Because when, when, when I've worked on projects, I know when, I'm not even going to ask George, I know when George <laughs> worked on projects, uh, Lisa, you, and when we work on things, we start off with um, a, a known, or at least an assumption. We have, we've made some assumptions based on what we know. As we move through that project, we learn. And as we learn, we have a tendency to shift the outcome if we don't continue to define success. Because you learn new information, rarely should that define what success. Now, it might change how you get there, but it shouldn't change how you define success. So if you set those criteria out to begin with, then as you move along, you can add additional information because you yes. don't know what you don't know when you start. Yeah, I think what, you know, well, let's go there, right? What, with the amount of information, I know the stats, like we produce more information than we, than we did in the last, since whenever. Um, that's a real fact, by that's the way. That's a real fact. <laughs> no, but it, we, we do. So it's easy to get overwhelmed by the information, which in itself, if you don't control that. Is a distraction. Is a distraction. And what you've done is you've researched and you've dug and you've done all these things, but you don't have your eye on the prize, on the main thing, on the one big domino, on the one thing. You don't. So that's why we have to keep defining success because it's very, very easy to find a bit of information and then find another bit of information and then find another bit of information. And as you're three to four to five layers of information down, which is probably all very smart content, it just now has nothing to do with the main thing. So you have to make it a habit, right? As you pace progress, you make it a habit to revisit success criteria, to look at what that looks like, to have everyone go, hey, guys, remember, this is, what, this is where we're headed, and this is what our goal is, our main thing that we're trying to accomplish, and here's your role in that. Yes, and I know I've mentioned the book, Power of Habits, one of my favorite books. It might be my favorite. Um, Charles Duhigg is the author. And he, he talks about a habit. He talks about a cue. He talks about a routine. And he talks about a reward. Okay? And so what we're talking about for you as a business leader is the cue needs to be described by breaking the main thing down into the one thing. Right. The routine is the pacing of the progress. That's your routine that you're and the reward is a, achieving the outcomes that you want and then continue the loop in the habit. Right. That's good. Well, it's Charles Duhigg and I just kind of drafted off of him. That's good. Yeah. He's yeah. he's brilliant. Favorite book. Listen to it. Actually read that one too. Did but you? I listened to it like three times. Okay. It's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I gave that one to you, didn't I, George? Did you read it? I have read it. All of it? Not all of it, but I'm still reading it. Okay. Okay. Make it a habit. How about that? I will make it a habit. I've got like four books I'm reading right now. Okay. I can't do that. I'm not, don't have that ability, right? <laughs> I, I don't either. 
Hey, listen, if you like this episode and you want the details, we've got a, uh, a training, a voice training, what do you call it? A, vert, a, a voiceover PowerPoint that's like walking you through everything that we talked about because we know definitively that 22% of you are driving in your car and we don't want you to wreck your car. And we know that some of you just don't like tank, taking notes and there's no need to. So go to, uh, if you're listening on your phone, I think in the show notes, mm -hmm. we'll have a link to where you can just go get the download. Of course, you can go to cagevision.com. And next week, uh, we are going to continue being, bringing uh, encouragement and confidence to get the revenue you want, to get your team on go in a clear path forward. And this has been fun, Lisa. It's I've enjoyed always it. yeah, fun. I know, but this one felt really smart to me. Wow. Maybe we're getting smarter by doing a podcast. Or maybe I just wasn't that smart when we started. Mm, I'm not going to touch no, that one. No comment. Hey, see y'all next week. Bye.